ان الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا من سيئات اعمالنا من يهدي الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له واشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله وصفيه وخليله وخيرته من خلقه وامينه على وحيه ارسله ربه رحمه للعالمين وحجه على خلقه وعباده اجمعين واسال الله ان يجعلنا من صالح امته وان يحشرنا يوم القيامه في زمره ثم اما بعد اولا يا عباد الله اوصيكم ونفسي بتقوى الله فقد فاز المتقون First and foremost, slaves of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, I remind myself and yourself to observe the taqwa of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. To be mindful of Allah azza wa jal in open and secret. For indeed those who possess the taqwa of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, those who are mindful of Allah and those who are aware of Allah azza wa jal, they are the successful ones. Allah Azza wa Jal tells us in his book and he addresses us as believers, males and females. And Allah Azza wa Jal says, بَعْدَ أَنْ أَعُوذُ بِاللَّهِ مِنَ الشَّيْطَانِ الرَّجِيمِ بِسْمِ اللَّهِ الرَّحْمَنِ الرَّحِيمِ يَا أَيُّهَا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا قُوْ أَنفُسَكُمْ وَأَهْلِكُمْ نَارًا وَقُودُهَا النَّاسُ وَالْحِجَارًا Allah says, O you who believe, fear and save yourselves from the punishment of the hellfire. Save yourself and your families from the punishment of the hellfire, which fuel is men and stones. And about this verse, Ali ibn Abi Talib, he said, Allimuhum wa addibuhum. Educate your children. Inculcate within them the fear of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and teach them upright character. And this is an obligation from amongst the obligations of Al-Islam. Like Tawheed is an obligation upon a Muslim. Like establishing the five daily prayers is an obligation upon the Muslim. Like fasting the month of Ramadan is an obligation upon the Muslim. Likewise, nurturing your kids upon sound foundations and sound tarbiyah, it is a wajib. It is an obligation upon the parents. And nurturing children upon sound foundations was always an obligation. But in these trying times we are living in, and the climate we find ourselves in, where we, were, where we are being crowded on a daily basis with regards to our Iman, with regards to our models, this becomes even a greater necessity. The Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam says about this obligation in the hadith of Ma'kil ibn Yasar that he said that I heard the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam saying مَا مِنْ عَبْدٍ يَسْتَرِي اللَّهُ رَأِيَّةً يَمُوتُ يَوْمَ يَمُوتُ وَهُوَ غَاشٌ لِرَأِيَّتِهِ إِلَّا حَرَّمَ اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ الْجَنَّةِ That no servant 
who is in charge of subjects. Every person who Allah Azza wa Jal has given a level of authority. And he has placed him as an authority over a group of people. And he dies while being dishonest to them, except that this person will enter the hellfire. And so Allah Azza wa Jal and his messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam informed us about this obligation. And Allah Azza wa Jal, he also gave us guidelines with regard to nurturing our kids. And from the advices which we can take benefit from, it is the advice, the wasiyah of Luqman to his son, which Allah Azza wa Jal mentioned to us in his book. And the first lesson we derive from this wasiyah, from this advice and admonishment, which Luqman, who has been described as Al-Hakim, the one who has possessed wisdom, gives to his son, is the importance of nurturing your kids upon sound aqidah. And this is derived from the statement of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, wherein Luqman said, وَإِذْ قَالَ لُقْمَانُ لِبْنِهِ وَهُوَ يَعِذُهُ يَا بُنَيَّ لَا تُشْرِكْ بِاللَّهِ إِنَّ الشِّرْكَ لَظُلْمٌ عَظِيمٌ when he said, O oh my beloved son, and Luqman admonished his son, and the first advice he gave to his son was, La tushrik billah. Do not ascribe partners with Allah Azza wa Jal in worship. Luqman was endowed with wisdom and giving the right of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to any others besides him, it is the greatest forms of oppression. Inna shirka la dhulmun azim. That he did shirk, it is the worst of all forms of oppression. And this point really needs to be driven home. Because we look at the vices out there, and we deem these vices, which are major sins, to be severe in the sight of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And rightly so. But the greatest injustice which can exist is to give the rights of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to those who are undeserved of it. To give the right which belong to Allah to other than Allah Azza wa Jal. And so Luqman, he begins his advice showing that one gives importance to matters based upon their importance. And this is the prophetic methodology. Al-Aqeedah awwalan. That you first teach your children the correct belief system. And this is how their minds are shaped. And when this is entrenched in their hearts and it becomes a belief, then they will live according to that which they believe. And this we see in the lives of the Prophets. For as the Prophet ﷺ told us, إِنَّ نَبِيَّ اللَّهِ نُوحًا That when the Prophet Nuh, لَمَّا حَضَرَتْهُ الْوَفَاتُ قَالَ لِبْنِهِ That when he was in the last stages of his life, what was the advice he gave to his son? He said, Amuruka bila ilaha illallah. I command you with the statement, La ilaha illallah. Fa inna samawati sabah wal aradina sabah. La wudiat fi kiffatin. Wa wudiat la ilaha illallah fi kiffatin. Rajahat bihinna la ilaha illallah. That if the statement, La ilaha illallah, was placed, on one end of the scale. 
and everything else in the heavens and the earths was placed on the other end of the scale, this kalima of Tawheed, La ilaha illallah, would outweigh everything on the other side of the scale. So this shows us the profound nature of this kalima. And this does not just mean uttering the statement, but rather this means bringing your life into conformity with everything which this statement necessitates upon you as a Muslim. That you live by La ilaha illallah. They are, that we are not only seasonal Muslims, that we worship Allah Azza wa Jal in the seasons of obedience, like Ramadan or the first 10 days of the Hijjah and other than these days. But rather, we adopt this kalima as a way of life. And this is the prophetic methodology. Just like Allah Azza wa Jal said about Ibrahim, وَإِذْ قَالَ إِبْرَاهِيمُ رَبِّ جَعَلْ هَذَا الْبَلَدَ آمِنًا وَجَنُوبْنِي وَبَنِيَّ أَنْ نَعْبُدَ الْأَصْنَامِ And this shows us the importance of the statement. That when Ibrahim implored and asked Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, رَبِّ جَعَلْ هَذَا الْبَلَدَ آمِنًا Oh Allah, make this land a land of security. And this is Makkah. And up until this very day, due to the dua of Nabi Ibrahim, this land is a land of security. And he said, وَجِنُبْنِي وَبَنِيَّ أَنْ نَعْبُدَ الْأَصْنَامِ And he said, cause me to abstain and my progeny to abstain from worshipping idols. Who is making this dua? It is a prophet of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Not any prophet. It is one of the prophets who is known as one of the prophets who had firm resolve. And he was Khalilur Rahman. He was the intimate friend of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But yet he implores Allah azza wa jal to safeguard him and safeguard his progeny from falling into shirk. And Nabi Ibrahim was the one who broke the idols with his own hands. And the lesson we derive from this is, is that no one has a surety of dying upon Islam. Not us and not our kids. And we've mentioned this, the times you are living in, each and every single day, our belief systems is under attack. Our morals is under attack. We have no surety that we will die upon this kalima, let alone our kids. But we take towards the means, and we set those foundations for them to build upon. And we implore Allah Azza wa Jal to cause us to die upon Iman. And there are many examples of this. Just like Ya'qub, the son of Ishaq, who was the son of Nabi Ibrahim at the time of death. Allah Azza wa Jal relayed to us his practice. Am kuntum shuhada idh hadara Ya'qub al-mawtu idh qala libanihi ma ta'buduna min ba'di. Or were you witnesses at the time when death was present in the face of Ya'qub, when he said to his sons, what was his concern? Was his concern the dunya? How will you treat each other? Are you guys sorted out? Do you have everything you need materially? What was his question? His question was, مَا تَعْبُدُونَ مِنْ بَعْدِي What will you worship after me? A prophet of Allah asking his children this question. What will you worship 
after me. And their response was, قَالُوا نَعْبُدُ إِلَهَكَ وَإِلَهَ أَبَائِكَ إِبْرَاهِيمَ وَإِسْمَعِيلَ وَإِسْحَاقَ إِلَهًا وَاحِدًا وَنَحْنُ لَهُ مُسْلِمُونَ That we will worship the God, the Ilah of your fathers, Ibrahim and Ishaq and Ismail, one deity, and to him we submit. So this shows us the reality of this great wasiyah and advice of Luqman. إِذْ قَالَ لُقْمَانُ لِإِبْنِهِ وَهُوَ يَعِذُهُ يَا بُنَيَّ لَا تُشْرِكْ بِاللَّهِ Oh my beloved son, do not ascribe part of Allah Azza wa in worship. And this is a warning from shirk, but it is also a warning from disbelief and its many forms. Because kufr, it has many forms, but ultimately it is one religion. So we need to be aware of that which is kufr and that which necessitates kufr and we need to teach our children about this. For example, believing something to be halal which Allah Azza wa Jal declared haram by an explicit text would be a form of kufr. So for a Muslim to give his allegiance to homosexuals and to lesbians and to the LGBTQ cause, and to defend this, and to say a statement like, I believe you can still be a good Muslim, and you can be homosexual. Then this is a problematic statement. In fact, this is a statement, if the person declares this to be halal, it is a form of kufr. Just like believing that there are various paths to achieve salvation. That all paths and all religions Ultimately, it leads to Allah and it leads to Jannah. To hold a belief like this, it is a form of disbelief. The coming together of religions under the premise of the Abrahamic faiths. That all these religions, whether you believe in the Trinity, or whether you believe in Uzair as the son of Allah, then all of this leads to Allah. This has nullified the statement La ilaha illallah. And this is the challenge with like which lies ahead for us. And that is to preserve our aqidah and to preserve our belief, which is a prophetic methodology. The second advice of Luqman to his son is he says, وَوَصَيْنَا الْإِنسَانَ بِوَالِدَيْهِ حَمَلَتْهُ أُمُّهُ وَحْنَا أَلَى وَحْدٍ وَفِصَالُهُ فِي آمَيْنِ أَنِشْكُرْ لِي وَلِوَالِدَيْكَ that Allah says on the time of Luqman that we have commanded you to show gratitude to your parents, specifically your mother, who has carried you upon great difficulty and nurturing you, meaning nursing you for two years, that you give gratitude to Allah and you give gratitude to your parents. That after you fulfill the rights of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, teach your children that the greatest right which must be observed, it is the rights of the parents. And we bring to our attention the reality of hukuk, the reality of giving due to those whom dues is the right over us.
And the first due is to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Not teaching your children to respect you. And not teaching your children by way of fear to respect you. But firstly teaching your kids the true meaning of Tawheed. That the greatest right which exists, it is the right of Allah. And thereafter, it is the right of the parents. And so kids who are nurtured upon Islam, and kids who are nurtured upon Tawheed, naturally, they will give the rights of their parents. If a child recognizes the rights of Allah, and a child is nurtured upon the taqwa of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then this child naturally will recognize the rights of the parents. And vice versa is also true. If the child is not nurtured upon Islam, and the child is not nurtured upon Tawheed, this child will not give the rights which is due to their parents. So if we want our rights, the responsibility is upon us to teach our kids this foundation of the greatest right which exists, which is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and then to the parents. And from amongst the parents, we have the greatest right over us. It is, as Allah Azza wa Jalla specified in this verse, it is the rights of the mother. For in the hadith reported on the authority of Abu Hurairah, radiallahu ta'ala anhu, qala ja'a rajulun ila rasulillahi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam faqal, a man came to the Prophet sallallahu and he said, Ya Rasulullah, O Messenger of Allah, man ahakkun nas bi husni sahabati. Who is the person who has the greatest right of my kind treatment and companionship? Who did the Prophet say? He said, Ummuka, your mother. The man then asked once again, Thumma man? And the Prophet responded, he said, Thumma Ummuka, your mother. And the man asked a third time, Thumma man? And the Prophet said, Thumma Ummuka. And the man asked a fourth time, Then who has the right over me? And the Prophet then said, Thumma Abuka. So your mother, your mother, your mother, and then your father. The person who has the greatest right over us, it is our mothers. It is our mothers. And so this advice of Luqman, if we implement it, we will achieve kids who are dutiful to their parents. And as kids, we need to recognize that the greatest right which exists after the right of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, it is the right of the parents. The next lesson we derive from the advice of Luqman is he says, وَاتَّبِئْ سَبِيلَ مَنْ أَنَابَ إِلَيْهِ That follow the path of those who incline towards my worship and who constantly turn towards me. And the lesson derived from this is the importance of choosing good companionship. Because we know, as we always mention, a sahib sahib. That the companion is the one who draws you to his way. It's either it is good or he calls you towards that which is evil. As the Prophet said, That a person is upon the religion of his friend. So that one of you look as to whom he befriends. 
This is the reality of companionship. That companionship, it has an effect upon us. And so as parents, we need to be active in our kids' lives. We need to know who they are chatting to. We need to know what they are viewing. Because nowadays kids do not have friends anymore. But their friends is social media. Their friends are influencers on these social media platforms. Who is influencing their ideas and their ideologies. And so it is upon the parent to be active in the kids' life. And to choose their friends wisely. Because friends have an effect on us and upon our kids. Luqman then says, Ya Bunaya innaha intakumithkala habbatin min hardalin fatakun fi sakratin o fi samawat o fil ard yaatibillahu innallaha latifun khabir. Luqman then says, Ya Bunaya, O my beloved son, even if a deed be the size of an atom. Habbatin min hardalin. Or a mustard seed weight. Fatakun fi sakhratin. Or it be hidden underneath a rock. Or fi samawati or fi al-ard. Or it is hidden in the heavens and the earths. Ya'ti billahu. Inna Allah latifun khabir. Allah Azza wa Jal will bring forth this deed. Allah Azza wa Jal is latif. He is the subtle one, he is Khabir, he is the one who is all aware. And this advice is an advice to Luqman's son to be conscious of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. To be aware of the fact that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is focused samawat, that he is above the heavens, mustawin ala arshihi, and he has risen above his throne, but his knowledge, his hearing, and his sight is everywhere. That there cannot be a place where Allah Azza wa Jal is not absent by way of his hearing, his sight, and his knowledge. So we cannot hide our sins away. The smallest deed we do, whether it is for us or against us, it will be manifest and it will be brought forth on the day of Qiyamah. The good deeds we do, the smallest form of it, it will be manifest on the day of Al-Qiyamah, and Allah Azza wa Jal does not miss a single thing. As Allah Azza wa Jal says, فَمَنْ يَعْمَلْ مِثْقَالَ ذَرَّةٍ خَيْرًا يَرَهُ وَمَنْ يَعْمَلْ مِثْقَالَ ذَرَّةٍ شَرًا يَرَهُ That whosoever does an atom's weight of good, he will see the fruits of this action. And whosoever does an atom's weight of evil, he will see the evil consequences of this action. أقول هذا القول وأستغفر الله لي ولكم من كل ذنب فاستغفروه إنه هو الغفور الرحيم الحمد لله وحده والصلاة على من نبي بعده وبعد إباد الله the advice of Luqman it ties in with the hadith of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam wherein he said Ittaqillah haythuma kunt wa atbi sayyata al-hasanata tamhuha wa khaliqin nasa bi khuluqin hasanin That fear Allah Azza wa Jal wherever you are and follow up 
an evil deed with a good deed, for it will obliterate and wipe out the evil deed. And interact with people in a goodly manner. So from this hadith we learn, firstly, the rights of Allah. And then, the rights which you have over yourself. And that is if you do an evil deed, hasten to do a good deed. And this is good interaction with yourself. Because the evil deed will be wiped out by the good deed. And interact with people in a good manner. The rights of parents and the rights of the slaves of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The next advice Luqman gives his son, he says, Ya Bunaya Akimis Salata, Wa'mur bil Ma'rufi, Wanha Anil Munkari, Wasbir Alama Asabak, Inna Dalika min Azmil Umur. The next advice Luqman gives his son, he says, O oh my beloved son, Akimis Salah, establish the prayer. Not perform the prayer, establish the prayer. And this is a call towards establishing the prayer and preserving it with its pillars with its obligatory actions in the prescribed time and with the correct etiquette and the correct khushu having the correct mindset when we are in salah for if we perform salah in this manner it has an effect on our lives inna salata tanha anil fahsha'i wal munkar that salah it causes the person to abstain from fahsha, which is obscenities, zina, wal munkar, and evil actions. That a person who is consistent upon his prayer, it is very rare that this person will fall into zina. In fact, if the person is praying regularly, this person will not fall into zina, based upon the verse. A person who prays five times a day, it is rare that this person will fall into Drugs and alcoholism, because that is what the verse says. So if a person falls into zina, and they fall into major sins, which is a vice of our times, such as drugs, and severe every parent has for their children, it is a sign that there is no salah in their lives. Or, it is a sign that the salah is lacking. So if we want our kids to be protected from the vices out there, command them with salah. And this should have started from the tender age of seven. As the Prophet said, command your kids with salah at the age of seven and beat them at the age of ten. Beat them at the age of ten. And this is in relation to all other obligations of Islam. Command them to start fasting from the age of seven. If there are females, teach them the importance of the awrah. Teach them what true hijab is. And then naturally, when they become mukallaf, they take towards this. They take towards this. Imam al-Bayhaqi, rahimahullah ta'ala, he has a chapter in his Sunan al-Kubra, where he says the chapter concerning the obligation upon the fathers and the mothers of teaching their kids the matters pertaining to purification, wudu and ghusl, and salah that this is an obligation which rests upon the parents firstly once they are mukallaf they carry their deeds 
but you have to give them the tools in order to implement this great action. He then says, وَأْمُرْ بِالْمَعْرُوفِ وَنْهَا عَنِ الْمُنْكَرِ That call towards all that which is good and cause people to shun evil. And this is the quality of the believers. That sometimes children, when they are taught the correct etiquette and they are taught about Islam, they have the ability to identify halal and haram. And sometimes they will even call out elderly people on these matters. And that is because they were nurtured upon Islam. So command the good and shun the evil. And if you do this, Luqman says, وَاصْبِرْ عَلَى مَا أَصَابَكَ إِنَّ ذَلِكَ مِنْ عَزْمِ الْأُمُورِ He says, be patient upon that which afflicts you, for indeed this is of the most firm matters. That if you are a caller, and you are calling for the sake of Allah, towards al-ma'roof, towards that which is good, and you are stepping on people's toes with regards to the halal and the haram, وَاصْبِرْ عَلَى مَا أَصَابَكَ then be patient upon that which you are afflicted with. For surely people who possess this quality of enjoying the good and forbidding the evil, they are going to be stepping on people's toes. And naturally people are going to react. So be patient upon what afflicts you. For indeed this is of the most firm of matters. The last advice Luqman gives to his son, it is advices pertaining to general moral conduct, to general mannerisms, something which is lacking today. That children don't greet the elders anymore. You have to remind them. Children do not know their place in the home and in society. So Luqman then gives his son general advices pertaining to moral conduct. And the first thing he says is, وَلَا تُصَعِرْ خَدَّكَ لِلنَّاسِ That do not turn your cheek to people when they are talking to you. Because this is bad akhlaq. Rather maintain eye contact and look at the person when they address you. Rather than turning your face when somebody is talking to you. As a form of belittlement. And as a form to show this person that your advice does not count. And even some adults have the strength. That when they don't like the person who is giving the <coughs> advice, they will turn their cheek. Luqman says, وَلَا تُصَعِّرْ خَدَّكَ لِلنَّاسِ Do not turn your cheek to people when they talk to you. Because this is bad conduct. He then says, وَلَا تَمْشِي فِي الْأَرْضِ مَرَحَا إِنَّ اللَّهَ لَا يُحِبُّ كُلُّ أَوْ كُلَّ مُخْتَالٍ فَخُورٍ Luqman says, and do not walk upon the earth of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in an incident manner. For indeed Allah azza wa jal does not like the mukhtal, the fakhur. Allah does not like the arrogant poster. So in your walk, that is the reflection of who you are. Some people say, I don't like the way this person walks. He's full of kibr. He walks with his chest out. So this means you don't walk in a very very slow manner and an overly humble manner as some people perceive and you don't also walk very very upright but you walk in a manner which is between us 
a moderate walk, which was the walk of the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam. And this verse can also be extended to other matters, such as driving our cars and speeding our cars in suburbs where there is public around, right? As I say, leaving the car and popping the car. This verse applies to that. وَلَا تَمْشِي فِي الْأَرْضِ مَرَحَا Do not walk upon the earth of Allah in an incident manner for Allah Azza wa Jal does not like the arrogant poster. The last advice Luqman gives his son, he says, وَغْدُدْ مِنْ سَوْتِكَ إِنَّ أَنْكَرَ الْأَسْوَاتِ لَا سَوْتُ الْحَمِيرِ He says, do not speak in an excessive manner. Do not speak very, very loud so that you hurt people's ears. And do not speak very, very soft like a mouse that people need to ask you after what you say, repeat yourself. But speak in a moderate manner. إِنَّ أَنْكَرَ الْأَسْوَاتِ لَا سَوْتُ الْحَمِيرِ For indeed, the most detested of sounds to Allah Azza wa Jal is the braying of a donkey. That when a donkey brays, it does not bring any benefit. Allah Azza wa Jal likens people who are loud to the braying of a donkey. In order to get your point across, you don't need to raise your voice. But you speak in a moderate tone and you speak in a direct tone with iddillah. So this is the golden advice which Luqman gives to his son. An advice which each and every single parent needs to learn, <coughs> reflect upon it, and then implement it in his life, and also nurture his kids upon these foundations. For if we take towards these foundations, we'll have happy homes. We'll have kids who will be preserved upon Islam, and we are putting in systems to ensure that they will die upon Iman and Al-Islam. وهذا وصلوا رحمكم الله على خير البرية وأزكى البشرية صاحب الحود والشفاءة فقد أمركم الله بأمر بدأ فيه 